Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. For us this this year with the campaign we've had, uh, not been as successful as previous seasons, and, and that hurts. When you can feel that in the squad as well, it's not a good thing to deal with. We're used to success, we're used to winning, so it's using that hurt to motivate you to go on and win the next challenge, which is obviously the Scottish Cup. You can't sit back and relax. It's the job of the gaffer and all the coaching staff to, to emphasise and push the players to get to Hamden. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion 0808 1717 700 Let's go, go, go The Good Friday special here on Go Radio The Football Show Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney and your calls and what a night it is Is Eddie Howe on his way to Celtic after this weekend? As we speak he is considering an offer from Dermot Desmond Mark Guidi what do you think is the former Bournemouth man coming to Glasgow? What do you reckon? Well the job says Paul if he wants it and uh, I think he's going to take the weekend to to think about it. Um, I think also part of the, the the process from his representatives will be to see if there's any other interested parties down south, and they know that they've basically got two or three days to show their hand if they want Eddie Howe. But Celtic have made their move. He's been a name on the radar for about six months now. Uh, it's now official. Uh, so much so, right down to the backroom staff. Some people are saying that he'll keep John Kennedy and uh, Gavin Strachan. Others are saying. That he wants Peter Grant and Marvin Bartley as part of his backroom staff. Others are saying he wants to bring in Richard Hughes, who worked with him at Bournemouth as a technical director. But then some people say, no, that job is still Fergal Harkins for the taking. So lots of ifs and buts to discuss out there, Paul. But what we do know for sure, the Celtic job is Eddie Howe's if he wants it. Howe versus Gerard uh, Barry Ferguson, your face lights up. You fancy this. Yeah, listen, in terms of Eddie Howe, there's no doubt he's a, a very good manager. You yeah. just need to see the, the work he'd done at Bournemouth. Um, he brought them through the leagues. He managed to keep Bournemouth in the, the, the Premier League for a number of years. Disappointing last year. We obviously yeah. getting relegated and he left. Um, but the word on the street is that he's a, he's a, a top coach and that's what Celtic are, are looking for. Um Bring it on is what you would probably say. We'll talk more yeah, about no, that. Yeah, no, listen, yep. you've got to be respectful. He's worked in the Premier League, the, the, the best league in the in the world, and, and it's a tough, tough league. And a club the size of Bournemouth to survive a number of years in the Premier League, it, it's a, he's done a really good job there. As I said, it was disappointing, obviously, for him yep. the final season getting relegated. But listen, there's no doubt he's a, he's a top manager. Scottish Cup gets underway this weekend at third round level Alan McGregor signs for another year as you know for Rangers and the new champions going for the double we'll speak about that Rangers fans what do you think and there could be 3,000 plus Scots fans in Wembley in June which would be fantastic news in the Euros and Barry quick word just now what about that the other night four goals for Scotland no uh, goals conceded and we're second top so it's not been a bad week yeah, it's I mean good performance. I know a lot of people say it's only the Faroe Islands, but listen, they've improved over the years. Um, but I feel expected, as I said on Wednesday, for for Scotland to win the game. I went for three or four nil, um, yeah. and again, 
There was some top performances again. Kieran Tierney, head and shoulders um, above everybody for me again. John McGinn get back to his best, scoring a couple of goals. And Scott McTominay went for his midfield position into the the back three and performed really well. So overall, I'm sure Stevie Clark would have been delighted with the performance and most importantly, getting the three points. Big, great for Scotland, isn't it, Mark? That uh, we've got that bounce back. I know, as Barry says, it was Faroe Islands, but four goals in international, we don't get that very often. No, it was great. A lot of positives, Paul. Che Adams, you know, getting mm-hmm. on the score sheet, terrific goal. Uh, Kieran Tierney, I think, three assists uh, out of the four. John McGinn getting another couple of goals. <laughs> Just the three. <laughs> uh, Craig Gordon, yep. terrific save coming in for. Uh, for David Marshall um, so lots of good things I'm just a, a wee bit disappointed we've not got seven points but I think it now becomes clear we're in a three way fight for second spot ourselves Austria and Israel and we've got to fancy ourselves in, in that that mini group but the World Cup qualifications now on hold Paul it's all about the warm up games for the Euros and the players getting getting selected and I notice Yefa are considering increasing increasing the squad sizes to 25 yeah, yeah. which would certainly take away a headache for uh, Steve Clark. Yep, I see the Italians were asking for that and I think that makes sense doesn't it because of the risk of Covid infection and just a quick word just now Rangers fans have been on the socials they're delighted we talked about it for months he's your player of the year and he's signed another deal Alan McGregor Yeah absolutely delighted and I'm sure the Rangers fans um, will be the same Um it's been a, a long wait there's been a lot of nerves um, to see what Alan would uh, decide to do but thankfully he's decided to stay for another season again I, I feel I'm repeating myself just a top class goalkeeper um, and it was so important that, that Rangers managed to, to get him signed again for the, the season uh, the season ahead he's been, he's been a, Rangers best player for me um, it was a close call but He's edged it and as I said, I'm sure the Rangers fans, the Rangers manager and his teammates will be absolutely delighted he's put pen to paper in another season. Mark, they've only conceded, what, 10 goals in the league this season and there's 20-point gap with Celtic. But when you think of, it's been a season of goalkeepers, thinking of the old firm, isn't it? And the story yeah. of, I look at Craig Gordon the other night, uh, Dave McMarshall, the other Scotland goalkeeper, both of them could have been at Celtic in this last season. And look at the difference in Alan McGregor makes. Big saves, January yeah. the 2nd, and again just the other week. Listen, goalkeepers win you, win you uh, titles. Um, and, uh, you know, Fraser Foster was so important for Celtic Craig Gordon before him during the, the, the nine in a row run for Celtic and listen Paul bottom line is Celtic got it badly wrong with the way they handled the goalkeeping situation last summer Fraser Foster Craig Gordon uh, and for me that's when the, the signs of complacency <coughs> set in and they never really recovered from that to be perfectly honest on the other side of the city Rangers have got a title winning goalkeeper in Alan McGregor he makes saves he wins you points Celtic goalkeepers this season have cost them points that said Rangers thoroughly deserve to win the title but whether it's Eddie Howe or any other manager the first thing that I would address is getting a new goalkeeper in a title winning goalkeeper Is Alan McGregor the best Rangers keeper you've ever seen? Hey. Oh good question Oh god <laughs> Stefan Kloss Andy Gorham right, uh, Chris have a Woods Okay Right have a think about it because yeah. we're going on the lines just now there's okay. loads of calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 the official start of the holiday weekends although I guess that was last night given that there's a four day break Natasha is on the line uh, Celtic fan we've spoken to you a few times Natasha thanks very much for calling tonight how are you? Yeah, thanks. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. And the sunshine. So, uh, it's dramatic, isn't it? We've spoken about it for weeks. You know, Roy Keane was spoken about, but it's now up to Eddie Howe. Does he want to come? And uh, what do you feel about the situation tonight? 
Um, it excites me, to be honest. I think of all the candidates um, that are being seriously talked about, I think Eddie Howe is the one who excites the supporters the most. You know, he's the most solid and best calibre of coach that we've been linked with. He ticks the boxes that the fans are looking for in terms of experience, success, his football philosophy. And like you guys touched on, you know, he's a high-quality manager. You know, he got back-to-back promotions with Bournemouth. He managed to stay in the Premiership for almost five years with one of the smallest finances in that league. And I think for Celtic fans, that's the sort of caliber of manager we want to be linked with. And it takes us back to a more Brendan Rodgers level of manager. When Rodgers first came to Celtic, you know, he had that success down south. Um, and how at this stage has actually managed more games at that level than, than Rodgers had. So yeah, the fans are excited about it. I'm excited about it. Um, I hope we get the announcement soon um, and end all the speculation. Mark, do you think that he is waiting to see, or his agents are waiting to see, just in case? You know, Crystal Palace has been mentioned, Newcastle's been mentioned, but it sounds as though he prefers the Celtic deal. Well, so I think Celtic are in sitting the driving seat at the, at the moment, uh, Paul. But you know, um, the news has got out, and and it's concrete news. This is not hearsay. Now. This is mm. concrete news. And for me, uh, looking at it, it's like it's been put into the public domain probably by by something so, close to Eddie the, the camp you know how it works and uh, it's kind of like you know listen if you fancy Eddie Howe you've got two or three days mm-hmm. to, to come and show your, show your hand otherwise he's going to Celtic and nothing against Eddie Howe or nothing against Celtic or Scottish football yeah. but deep down I'm sure they'd rather stay in the Premier League that's the bottom line that's where they all want to be mm-hmm. but he's been given what we believe to be an option to come to Celtic it's a terrific option to go and get Celtic going again it's box office Eddie Howe uh, against Steven Gerrard as Natasha says uh, his credentials as a manager as a coach are first class but can he handle the pressure mm-hmm. of being in Glasgow and Barry knows all about it. he's been in old firm dressing rooms where he's seen people that have this calibre crumble I'm not saying Eddie Howe's going to crumble what I'm going to say is can he handle the intensity 24 hours a day 7 days a week the the intrusion into your life your life doesn't become your own Paul so you take that into account with the greatest respect to Bournemouth 12,000 fans win, lose or draw you can only go and have a coffee or go out for a bite to eat or go and have a beer mm-hmm. you don't have that luxury mm-hmm. up here you know lose 2 games everybody's calling for your head have a bad 20 minutes or 60,000 fans on top of you that's the question mark for me over Eddie Howe Barry, you have piled on pressure on Celtic managers and they've piled pressure on you when you were the Rangers captain. What would you be saying to Eddie Howe about that aspect it, of this He'll job? never experience anything like this in his, his life. The spotlight will be on him, as, as Mark just mentioned, they're 24-7. And it's not the case down in England. You can go to any restaurant or a bar and, and have a nice quiet meal and a quiet drink. You can't in the, the west of Scotland. It's, it's impossible. But in saying that, listen, there's no doubt that he's... He's a top manager, um, and I'm sure he he would have asked people, um, and probably already know what it's like up here, um, and the demands, expectations put on him. Because listen, they want this, they want the title back. The Celtic fans will demand that they win the title back um, next season. So he's under pressure straight away as soon as he comes through the doors. So look. I think it's a, a a good choice. There's no doubt that he's a top manager. Um, he was on the same. Um, coaching licence courses myself he was at that time doing his pro licence and I was just starting out my B licence and the word there was he, he was the up and coming yeah. um, best thing uh, in terms of coaching and, and managing wise so there's no doubt there's no doubt that he's he's got the credentials to, mm-hmm. to come up here and, and do a good job but one thing he needs to realise that Mark start, mentioned two games yep. <laughs> Mark mentioned two games look, look, a, a draw 
um, people are not happy no, at defeat yep. it's not acceptable that's what he needs to get used to Natasha what are you thinking about the backroom team and Mark you know well, Barry you played with Richard Hughes didn't you um, yeah, at Scotland l- yep. listen very intelligent guy Richard Hughes I, I played with him at, at Scotland obviously he's been into the director of football role at, at Bournemouth mm. I think it was Eddie Howe that brought him in um, I mean I, I don't know him really well but I, I got speaking to him a couple of years ago we were at the Star Sixes um, ah, yeah. the, the ex-players were playing in you ex- played well didn't you in that yeah, done okay yeah. <laughs> exhibition down at um, yep. I, I think yeah. it was the O2 mm-hmm. arena um, and just got speaking to him over the week and he, he knows the game inside out he was really enjoying it and his his um, side of the job was to go and identify players and, and bring them to the manager and he would go and then sort the deals out so yep. I could see maybe that Eddie Howe would want to bring Richard Hughes Natasha apparently he is happy that John Kennedy stays and Gavin Strachan what do you feel about that bringing in some new people but keeping some of the existing team I think there's two ways of looking at that um, Kennedy and Strachan get a lot of criticism from, from, from the Celtic fans because you know there's this train of thought that they're equally as culpable for the failures this season given that they're the ones on the training grounds every day as well mm. but you know on the same hand Celtic are going to go through a massive rebuild. That's been spoken about widely and widely covered. It's going to be a period of transition through the summer. And you do need people who have been around the club for a while to create that sort of sense of stability. And maybe retaining Kennedy and Strachan in some role can do that. But for me, I think when a manager comes in or a new head coach comes in, it's important that they have some say over their own backroom staff and the people that they're going to be working with. I mean, we saw when Dyla came in or even when Lennon came in himself, the fact that they didn't choose their own number two or their own coaches did have an impact. So if Howe wants to come in and, and bring some people with him, I think that would be my preferred option to give him that autonomy rather than having mm-hmm. to retain Kennedy and Strachan as much as I think there there could be a role for one of them or both of them somewhere. Um, I think you're right. I think that the mix of both would be the best option. Mark? Uh, yeah, you know, there are ways of, of, of looking at that. One thing I would say that I think would probably be encouraging to Natasha and, and all Celtic supporters would be is the fact that Eddie Howe is in the frame and he's not ruled himself out. Because believe me, if he's not Celtic back by now, it would have been put out in the public domain that he's not back Celtic. That's great publicity yeah. for him. So the fact that he's met Dermot Desmond suggests to me that he's going to have be given the tools to have a right good go at this, to rebuild the club. He's going to be given yeah. substantial funds but on the, the the other hand too I, I believe that he's spoken to Brendan Rogers to sound out Brendan about life in Glasgow the mm-hmm. football club that could well be that Brendan said to him listen John Kennedy good guy mm-hmm. keep him on your staff mm-hmm. but, but I always like to see as, as Natasha said I like to see a new manager bringing his own men with him as well I don't think it sends out a good signal when you're you know, I want to see them bring their own uh, their own guys like Stephen Gerrard like Brendan Rogers they'd brought mm-hmm. Chris Davis uh, with him and then eventually added Colotouri he's Right hand man was Jason Tindall who yeah. took over at Bournemouth and obviously yeah. he'd been sacked. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually done my, my badges with, with Jason. He's another very, very good coach. I would imagine that yeah. could be Eddie Howe would team up again. Because he's out of a job. And Mark's yep. Bur- Mark Burchill, ex Celtic, he's he does a bit of scouting for, for Bournemouth. I actually think he's full time for Bournemouth. Yeah, European so, scout. Yep, yep. So that's a no bad number. So he's got a good connection there. He's he's got good people he can go to and he can speak to. Obviously, Burchie, I know myself, um, played with Celtic. He was a very good player for Celtic as well. So listen, he, he's got decent staff round about him. And I, I'm with Mark. When the new manager comes in, I think it is good that he does bring his his own people for a fresh start. 
And Natasha, did you hear Mark Guidi saying that uh, Peter Grant and Marvin Bartley, the Livingston captain, have been considered as well? Natasha, have you heard that? And Mark, we're interested to hear. So it could be, I mean, these days, mm. Barry was telling us there could be 12 to 15 people in the backroom uh, team, yeah. you know, with mm. Even more. Scientists and more. <laughs> Natasha, what do you think about that then? Granty, who was uh, so well loved at Celtic, um, did well, you know, at Norwich. Mm. She's been a, a number of clubs. Eddie Howes at Bournemouth in yeah. 2002 and Marvin Bartley. Mm. Was it Burnley when, when Eddie Howe was manager? So that's a connection. Yeah, uh-huh. I've been coached by Peter Grant as well. I get um, he was right hand man to Burnley. Uh, yep, uh, Alec McLeish at both Scotland and, and Birmingham. But I had yeah. Grant down in, down in Birmingham. And yeah. again, good coach, doesn't he take any nonsense? No. Um, pretty strict. Um, Natasha, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Peter Grant's obviously someone who's loved by the, the Celtic support. Um, and while the Celtic fans don't particularly need their next coaching setup to have this, you know, Celtic connection, you know, it is nice perhaps if there's someone in the background like Grant to provide that. Um, I read a, or I listened to a podcast with Marvin Bartley recently where he talked excellently about how um, and his football philosophy and his lifestyle and how much football means to him. So it seems that they could be a good partnership as well. Um, again, this comes back to the point of how he thinks that they'll be good additions to the backroom staff and I'm willing to trust his judgement and bring them in. Mm-hmm. We're hearing nothing from Marvin, although he's on here every week. He's fantastic. <laughs> but he is honestly saying nothing and Mark, as you know, journalist, seasoned reporters, well, that's always a worry, isn't it? Yeah, um, when, when they, well, I, 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 I want to take a look at it as you would like to think if you've got a relationship with somebody, a working relationship yep. and you ask them something that if it's not true, they'll tell you it's not true. So look, mm-hmm. don't embarrass yourself, don't broadcast that or don't write that as Natasha will know as well. But uh, if there's something in the background, mm. but they don't want to tell you a lie, they either blank your calls yeah. <laughs> or, or they say, yeah, I, I can't say it. Oh, he's blanking. I, I need to go. Yeah. So, so we, don't, we don't know. When, that. when there's a no comment, that suggests sure. to me there could be something in it. We need to go to a break. But Natasha, I want to ask you this. This was one of the most telling moments of the week. We know we knew last week Scott Brown is going to Aberdeen, a two-year deal. And he spoke mm. quite openly about why he's chosen Aberdeen. Let's hear it again. I got offered another year at Celtic, so it was playing, it was a hard situation now because it'd have to be sit and wait to the end of the season, see who comes in. For me to have that fresh start with somebody that I know, I trust and I respect, maybe sitting in a Celtic to the end of the season, not sure what to do or who's coming in. I think that kind of played on my mind as well. But as I say, it's going to be a sad time when I do leave, but it's been fantastic as well. I've enjoyed every single moment of it. Winning trophies, winning games, playing in front of some fantastic fans as well. Companies like Continuity, they've had it for a long time at Celtic. They don't have it at the moment. And Natasha, what do you think of that? The um, He just didn't know what was happening. That was a factor. And also yeah. the one-year deal. Why didn't they make it too? Yeah, it's disappointing really. Um, I was quite surprised to hear that and you know the club are often criticised by the fans for not acting quick enough and, and being too slow in their actions and it sounds like here by not acting quick enough and not being decisive enough about our next move we've actually lost Scott Brown um, you know the club have a track record of keeping you know ex-captains around the club we've seen that with the fact that McManus is still there and Lennon was giving a coaching role I'm really surprised that we couldn't find some solution to keep Brown at the club yeah. Sort of they should have Scott Brown, Natasha. Role. They should yeah. have had Scott Brown's situation sorted out at the end of last season and given him a year or two um, extension his current deal. And uh, listen, I, I don't know whether it's Eddie Howe or anybody else. I, I don't know, but I would certainly, I'd like to think that the next manager of Celtic would the first thing he would do would be explore Scott Brown's contractual agreement Absolutely. with Aberdeen and see if there's a way that um, he can get him to stay at the club. And uh, for me, just listen to that line. Celtic only offered me a one-year deal. Aberdeen offered me a two. Mm. You know, surely if they'd yeah. offered him a two, 
it might have been done and he's not going to do any harm he's not going to rock the boat if it wasn't working out after a year they would go and they would shake hands and they would move on but Scott Brown the most successful captain of Celtic other than Billy McNeil should not have been allowed to run into this situation it shouldn't have been allowed to happen and if you think of the money spent this year on Barca, Sayeti, Klamala mm. listen they're doing the best I'm not trying to be critical about them mm-hmm. but that money million, that's nearly £10 million and I, I tell mm. you as well the, the contract offer for Celtic when it come down to finances with Scott Brown mm. I don't think he would no. have uh, would have bothered them um, I just think the length wanted, has though yeah, yeah. just that security an extra year knowing maybe that after next season if he's going to maybe step to the side then he can go into a coaching capacity Natasha uh, thanks for joining us we'll maybe speak to you on Monday we'll see if uh, what's happened over the weekend thanks a lot for calling thanks guys cheers thank you the Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Easter holiday weekend Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi we've had Natasha on already a Celtic fan saying she hopes that Eddie Howe is heading to Glasgow lots of Rangers fans are on the social saying Alan McGregor that's like a £10 million signing to get him more than that, probably the goalkeeper. Scotland's number one, but he's not in the. He's done his bit, he feels, for Scotland. Um, but he's back for Rangers next season. And that's big news for the Rangers fans as they go in search of a double. They start tomorrow night. Uh, well, they start on Sunday. Tomorrow night, it's Celtic up against Falkirk. And then on Sunday, Rangers against Cove Rangers. Funny times this weekend, isn't it, Barry? It's uh, There's no. Rangers playing Sunday, Celtic Saturday evening for the telly. There's so much football on. And tonight it's the Highland Derby as well in Vernet Ross County. Yeah, but it's the Scottish Cup. It's a fantastic cup to play in. Um, lucky enough to win it a number of times my, myself. So there, there's some some good games in there. You just mentioned there the, the the Ross County Inverness game. Looking forward to that. I'll be watching that game. But there's some there's some tasty games Saturday. And obviously you've got the, the Rangers game on Sunday. So no, Scottish Cup's a fantastic tournament, Paul. Fight. Fight. Five times, no? Five, yeah. Five, wow. Any losers' medals? No. No. Five, aye. There's some good, there's some good finals. The 99, we Rod Wallace, treble season. That's right. That was uh, a, that that was was a belter. Celtic yeah. Park. No, no it wasn't. That was a League Cup. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, 2000 2002. 2002. Yeah, the Stormer, yeah. Like it's mentioned every other week. Peter yeah. Lovencrantz speaking about it this week. And yeah, but that, that, it's not just about it was a, a fantastic, obviously, occasion for myself and, and Rangers, but see the, the two teams that played on that day. Two fantastic teams, filled with fantastic players, and it was an absolute ding dong of a game. Um, Celtic were on top for five or ten minutes, yep. and we would take control for five or ten minutes. It was, um, it was like a brilliant set and a half that day, wasn't it? Yep, um, you just look at some of the players that were on show. I mean, top top players. They, they teams back then um, were could easily could Proper. easily Aye. go and compete just now down in the, the Premier League in England. Barry Ferguson, Mark Woody, remembering the 2002 Scottish Cup final. So who's going to win it this year? We'll ask for your predictions before seven tonight, but not now. So for Scotland, a good win in midweek. We're on five points in the World Cup qualifiers. But next up, it's going to be the Euros. But there's news today that there could be 3,200 Scottish fans at Wembley for that match. And John McGinn, the two-goal hero the other night, was speaking about the fans. Not only for us, but supporters that have... I know a lot of Scotland fans that travel everywhere. Uh, they've experienced so much disappointment, so many near misses. So it's more for them uh, and for us as well. Um, everyone wants it, but we need to be realistic and realise that uh, it's, a, it's a global pandemic, which we didn't expect to be to be living through. So um, common sense will prevail in the end, but we're, we're just hoping and, and keeping everything crossed. 
Yeah, we are keeping it cross. John McGinn will speak about the players and the performance the other night. Let's go in the lines. Andrew is on, freelance journalist uh, with Sky Sports and others. Andrew, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, guys. Good evening. So you enjoyed it the other night. Uh, we all did. Uh, first of all, what about the fans coming in? You, you know, you do stuff on Sky as well. Uh, is that the case? There could be over 3,000 Scots fans at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, it would be terrific if that was the case, obviously, with lockdown lifting uh, and in England, it's certainly slightly ahead of, of where Scotland has uh, has been for uh, for much of the last few months. And, and in that respect as well, we're, we're looking at sporting events, seeing fans returning again. So it would be terrific news if, if there were uh, that number of Scotland fans coming down. Uh, the, the thinking was with the FA Cup semi-finals coming up, I, I think there's going to be 4,000 fans at that, but it's not going to be fans of any particular team. It's going to be given out to locals. So to have a situation where a month or so on from that, you have 3,200 Scotland fans uh, possibly being permitted to, to travel to, to England for, for the game there, uh, along with obviously some, some home England fans as well. Uh, clearly that would, would need a bit of progression uh, down the line and, and for things to keep going in the direction they have been with regards to the pandemic easing off but it would be terrific news if that was the case and if that did happen they'll be like uh, they'll be like gold dust Barry won't they if there are 3,000 tickets <laughs> certainly be like be like um, gold dust it's, it's, listen I hope it does happen yeah. I, I just think back of the, the, the Scotland game on Sunday night when you seen the fans in at Israel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it did make a difference I think there was only 5,000 fans mm-hmm. um, but it did it did sort of create a a good atmosphere and I, again I take my hat off to the players it must be so difficult playing in empty stadiums um, it must be tough for them but hopefully sooner rather than later we can get the fans back and if we could get 3,200 did you say Something fans like that, yeah. down, to, mm-hmm. down to Wembley that would be amazing so what do you take from it guys I want to ask all of you after those three games who is anyone going to fall out of this 23 maybe a 25 man squad or is anyone coming through what, what are your thoughts about the squad we'll have a couple of friendlies probably before then but who has emerged after the other night as you know it's caught your attention I mean I think the three goalkeepers mm-hmm. um, picked themselves unless Alan McGregor announced he was coming out of retirement which I don't think is going to happen so the three goalies are sorted and you're then looking at 20 outfield places I, I would imagine I think between the three of us here just now we could absolutely pick 17 if not 18 of the outfield players I think there's maybe only two or three ones that you could with a bit of doubt with a potential for example say a Billy Gilmore to emerge mm-hmm. or a David Turnbull to emerge or a striker to go on a real hot run in the last six, seven games. Um, but he didn't the bring them in for the matches there last yeah. week. So you wonder where, and I, I mean, everyone in here wanted to see Billy Gilmer or David Turnbull. But, Could it but, happen? But the, the, the flip would be, Paul, that the guys that he stuck with and, and he's watched in training the past week to 10 days and maybe given a wee bit of game time, possibly playing themselves out. Yep. So it, it depends. I know, I know loyalties will be a big factor and I'm all for that. But I, I think that I wouldn't rule out one or two. Not wholesale changes, but just one or two. Yeah, I've got to agree. I don't think there'll be many changes. I think one or two might surprise people. It wouldn't surprise me, the the names that Mark just mentioned there, a Billy Gilmer, a David Turnbull um, coming into the frame. But in terms of the Scotland squad just now, I I think he's loyal to them. I think he sees what they've done for him. Um, And one thing about this this group of players, um, they give everything for the jersey when they go on that pitch. But... Look, if it does go from 23 to 25, then maybe there's space for the the, the younger ones. Because I I would like to see them. 
I'm not saying for the young ones to come in and play, no. but to be about what an experience that would be mm-hmm. for them to be involved in the Euros, a Billy Gilmer or a David Turnbull, because I think in the future they will become certain starters for Scotland. Andrew, what do you reckon of that about Billy Gilmer, yeah. David Turnbull? I mean, I think the problem for Gilmer is had Thomas Tuchel been in charge of Chelsea at the start of the season and, and Gilmer hadn't had the, the injury problems that he had in the first half, it may well have been that Tuchel still didn't make much use of, of Gilmer. I think he's only played twice for, for Chelsea since Tuchel came in. But what you would probably have had is in January, Gilmer may well have gone out on loan to a, a lower-end Premier League team or, or upper-end Championship team and would have been playing regularly there. So I think would certainly have been in the squad by now. Uh, the problem is that he's only played a couple of games since Tuchel took charge um, I, I think he only finished one of them and was subbed in the other so uh, it, it's difficult clearly he's good enough to come in I don't think anybody's got any doubt about that uh, the other difficulty is that the guys that he's up against Scotland are particularly strong in midfield uh, that's obviously the, the, the same kind of problem that Turnbull's had as well uh, for me another one who probably is Going to be knocking on the door, uh, and it's been a difficult season for him so far. As James Forrest, uh, obviously, only just come back into the, the Celtic squad, and, and maybe not fully over the, the injury problems he's had. But if he can find that that kind of run uh, that, that was mentioned there, the, the kind of last few games of the season, yeah. uh, he, he would obviously be very keen as well to get in there. And, and clearly, he's somebody who I mean, it's not so long ago we saw him having a, a great game over in Albania, yeah. for instance. Uh, if he could come back into the squad, that's uh, a good point. Enough to yeah. do that, I'm, Barry. James Forrest Yeah but look I think he's going to start I mean I'd be surprised If he doesn't start the game Against Falkirk tomorrow It's a perfect game For him to come in And, and maybe get that 70-80 minutes um, Under his belt And hopefully Then he goes on And plays the, the remaining Five games of the, the League season For me James Forrest I think he got a lot Of unfair criticism From Celtic supporters But I think now They realise How big a miss He has been this season For them um, Look he can go, he can score goals, he, he can commit players. But one thing about James Forrest is he's a real team player for me. He does so much of the dirty work very, very well. And listen, if he gets back and playing, I've no doubt he can force his way into this Euro squad. Stevie Clark was speaking about Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney. I think in, in recent matches, Kieran and Andy have, have struck up a good partnership where they can rotate and Kieran can get past Andy on the outside and Andy can drop in. Andy had a good assist as well tonight. It's difficult to pick out the smallest guy in the box with a cross, but he managed to do it. So, from the left side was good. Uh, Tim was good. Kieran was good. Andy was good. I thought we were, I thought we were decent tonight against a tough opposition, but a game that we, we expected to win. Barry? Steve, it just makes me laugh, Steve. Um, Kieran was good. Andy was good. Kieran was different class for me in the, the, the three games. How many um, out of ten? I know you used to look at it when you were playing. Was he nine out of ten? Yeah, he's eight. Uh, listen... 100% 9 out of 10 I mean I think you need to go and score a hat-trick um, and, and also play the way that he did to get 10 out of 10 but look I, I mentioned that um, in Wednesday I mentioned that in Monday when I was on the show for me again it, it just shows how how good a player he is mm-hmm. uh, again for any young player um, want to uh, progress in the game go and watch that guy not just his ability go and watch his attitude mm-hmm. his attitude to play the game of football is top class but well, I, I want to ask you and maybe you've maybe I, I need to ask you you're playing a game and you need to pick a back four and you've only got a left back slot left Kieran Tierney ahead of Andy Robertson yeah if you're going a back four for me he's yeah yeah 
Aye, Kieran Tierney. Like two top class players. Yeah. There's no doubt. But if you've only got out of the two, you've got one position. One pick for the two of them. You, you take yeah. Kieran Tierney. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, Andrew, that Arsenal will do well to hold on to him for a few years? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's certainly done very well. Uh, I'm based down in London, and, and certainly the talk down here is, is how hot, popular he has been since he's, since he's come in. I mean, he obviously had a great game the other night, Tierney, uh, with his, his three assists. What I would say is getting three assists from the position he was playing or, or meant to be playing. I know he, he came forward a lot more than perhaps Steve was, was expecting. Uh, he, he's clearly been able to do that against the Faroe Islands. I would hazard a guess that it's not going to be so easy to do that kind of thing against the Czech Republic, England and Croatia. So he, he still has that problem where he has to find that system that you're talking about there where he fits both of them in. Uh, and and I, I agree with the guys that I think probably tearing the left back and, and pushing Robertson onto the left side of midfield uh, is probably Barry, the way to do yep. it. Uh, Andrew, he did do it against Austria if you go back and watch the game in Austria he did four or five yeah. maybe even six times he did drive and take the ball forward 40-50 yards for me it, it, like see the game the other night it, I agree with Andrew right that there is a, a like you're playing against the Pharaohs you can get into the areas but he goes and takes the game by the scruff of the net yeah. he wants to go and affect it mm-hmm. That that's what Kieran Tierney's all about and I thought he affected three games he tried mm-hmm. to affect it same with Austria Coming for centre back, driving 40, 50 yards. Same in the Israel game, he done it a number of he's times. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a leader. he is. He, he just, listen, he just leads from the front. He just tries to get a reaction off the players. And as you say, centre half, when he's at the, the byline cutting the ball back for the first goal, you mm. think to yourself, what are you doing up there? But do you know what? He's got the, the belief to go and do that. Mark, how do you view the first match then in the Euros for us against the Czech Republic? Having seen the way we played the other night, I know it's a different game, but do we, should we be more on the front foot? Hey, I, you'd like to see that, Paul. And, and a lot could depend what, what we're allowed into the, the stadium if the game's still... And I think yeah, if I make a decision next Wednesday, is it? Yep. Um, so, you know, keep our fingers crossed that that's the case. If we're still all systems go for Hamden and, and even better so with supporters but yeah I'd like to see him but you know Czech Republic are quality albeit Wales beat them um, the other mm, night yep. but you look at the guys like Suchek you know at West Ham who's been who's been terrific so there's no doubt that uh, the Czech Republic have got something uh, about them but they're not let's be honest they're not in the top 10 European clubs we're not talking about you know France or uh, I nearly said Germany we can't say Germany because uh, they're not in the top bracket so um, yeah why not it's a home game Let's take the game. We've got our strengths are middle to front. You know, John McGinn, Kieran Tierney, um, you know, guys like that over the front too. Chi Adams, Ryan Fraser, maybe James Forrest. Guys like that. So that's where our strengths are. Yep. Go and take the game to them and, and, and have a go. But be solid at the back. Mm. Be tight. Defend. Be organised, which you will be. But don't be afraid to go and win the game. And Andrew, looking to the World Cup qualifiers, do you think we can get the second spot? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very difficult. As you were discussing earlier on, the fact that it's a three-way fight for that second place. I mean, I think Denmark uh, already have, have stamped their mark in that group and, and, and are in an extremely strong position. Uh, but, you know, the, the games against Austria, I was a little bit disappointed with Austria, to be honest. Uh, Scotland showed good character to come back twice. And Israel... I guess what you take from that is that this time we've gone over there and got the draw rather than come back with the defeat. So there's a bit of progress being made too. I would expect a home win against 
Israel, the, the big one obviously comes in Vienna yep. and you know I think we've seen enough from Scotland uh, with the, the, the games against the other teams in the group to come as well that they will certainly give it a right good go uh, and I, I think they will be it will go right to the wire, I've got no doubt about that but uh, with the momentum that they've got at the moment uh, some, some good stats racking up for yep. Scotland uh, I think if they can have a good Euros and, and don't forget as well that there's scope for the third place team in the group to go through mm. so a win in that first game against the Czech Republic really could be crucial. Uh, if you can get through the group uh, as a result of that and then take that back into the World Cup qualifiers we'll have a really really good chance towards the end of the year Andrew thanks for the call so much to talk about between now and Qatar let's hope we're going to make it there and uh, also for the Euros where we are there yeah we will find out next week will the fans be in will it be at Hamden the two games will we be at Wembley we're going to talk more about that and also build up to Rangers on Sunday night Celtic uh, tomorrow and what's happening that's coming next the Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Friday night, the Easter weekend is underway. The Good Friday edition. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. Celtic fans on, Rangers fans too. And Scotland fans, the... Uh the bounce is back after that win midweek, so five points from the first three games. And we're looking forward now to the Euros, June 2021. It's the 2020 Euros. Keep up here. Um, we're never going to forget this period, are we, Barry? It's been such a crazy year, a year plus, but at least it's getting better. Hopefully the fans are coming back. And Mark, we found out on Wednesday, uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. that the Lowland League has been called, and quite rightly, Barry's own Kelty Hearts are the champions, so we congratulated them then. Yeah. So two days have gone by, they're due to play Bro- Brewer Rangers, the, the Highland champions, on the 21st of April. So 24th. 24th, sorry, right? Yep. So that's just over two weeks from now. Can you train? No, we're, we're still, we've been asking for um, confirmation uh, to go back to go and get tested so we can get back we were hoping to get back um, yesterday um, last night should I say sorry mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're basically still in limbo um, we obviously need to get tested first you need to get the results back make mm-hmm. sure everybody's negative then you can get back so we were hoping to do that when we get um, announced as champions on Wednesday so we're still we're still waiting for word for the for the go ahead to go and do that because as the days go on it's going it's making it look I'm not going to use excuses but it's going to become real difficult for us to to try and prepare the boys but I spoke to some of the the boys yesterday I'll speak to the rest of the guys today just to try and um, remain positive that we we will hopefully get the okay sooner rather than later um, and I'm we really need to go back. Yeah. for next Tuesday so we can start preparing and if we do get back next Tuesday that will allow us just to have eight sessions and then play the game Like it's no ideal you haven't played for three months three months yeah it's no ideal the guys have been to be fair to them they've been keeping themselves in decent condition but you know they've just been road running and um, doing whatever they can um, to the best of their ability in terms of the runs that I, I send them through but we really need to go on the football pitch and get a bit of sharpness about us so we're, we're still waiting um, I spoke to the, my general manager just before I come in to see if what was happening over the weekend when we were going to get testing and he still had no word for the from the SFA which is disappointing we're just wanting a yes that we can get back that's plain and simple so, so Barry you're saying no word as in they haven't given you an answer or they've told you no or they've just not given you they've, they've no stopped give, dialogue no there's no answer so they've not given you an answer no. You get a game in two weeks, yep. which is part of the pyramid system, and our governing body hasn't had the common courtesy to a member football club to give these an answer. I find that yeah, they've given the go ahead for the game 
Right. Play what, about training? what about your preparation? Nothing. Nothing. So you've just ignored. You've been ignored. That's not good enough, Paul. I know. Three weeks it's tomorrow good is the game. So and I'm not saying this because yep. Barry's in the studio yep. and he's a colleague and he's in charge. I would say this because I said that for last season when the Lowland teams and the Highland teams, the way they set up was they were shafted. It was an absolute uh, disgrace. And in the process of being shafted, so I'm allowed to say they were shafted. Oh, yeah, on you go. Yeah, and I'm allowed to, to uh, and the process of being the same again for the second season in a row. It's it's not good enough. The pyramid system is, is great. You know, the SPFL for creating it and the clubs for buying into it. But you can't close off that pathway. And what I can't get my head around is you're effectively part-time teams. You've won your league, a tough league. Mm-hmm. Kelty Hearts, your people invested a lot of money in it. As did yep. BSC, had East Kilbride teams that you've that you've beaten. Um, to then just leave you hanging like this isn't good enough for Scottish football eh, Paul it's not acceptable and if teams from League 1 and League 2 part time teams have been allowed to resume and train why haven't you guys been given permission yeah that, that's the frustra- uh, frustra- frustration um, that, that I'm feeling just now um, and fair to our league George Fraser mm-hmm. who's the chairman and the board they they done what they thought was right and went for the um, points per game system mm-hmm. and, and we won it. So they called the league on Wednesday. They've done everything possible, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Our, our league have been have been yeah. excellent. Now we're just wanting answers, um, answers back. When can we get back? Because we need to start preparing. Um, you know what it's like. That's, that's three months mm-hmm. that the guys have not kicked a ball. Again, you can do all the running you want, but you really need to go on the football pitch and, and yeah, prepare. And hopefully yeah. we can get the word that we can get back, get the players tested over the weekend on Monday at the latest so I can get back on the, the, the training field on Tuesday to try and prepare for the, the game against Brora. Because Brora, mm. to be fair to them, they're still in the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. They, they have been training mm. and they're a real quality side you've well, seen me the result Hearts, against Hearts yeah. um, last last week so we just want to at least try and get a, some sort of preparation in before we actually go into this this playoff game this is mismanagement I can't see why a group of 20 odd players can't be allowed to train and get ready for a, a match that's so important two weeks three weeks tomorrow well, well, well first of all I'm, I'm flabbergasted yeah. at the lack of communication from the SFA Shocking. towards a, a member club Bear in mind what's at stake. This mm. is a chance to go and win a game mm. to get into the SPFL, to get into League Two, which is the aim. That's what you've built. Yep. That's what the, the pyramid system uh, was created for. But to be ignored, that's not acceptable. That is absolutely yep. not acceptable. As I said, our league and George Fraser, they're, they're doing everything possible they can to try and get an answer. And we as a club are trying. We, we just want a bit of communication. That, yep. That's all. Listen, I, I don't think it's, it's difficult. It's no ideal the way we've won the league, right? I get that. Right, I totally get it. But listen, the league made the decision. It was uh, so w- with your control, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Listen, we just want a, we just want word that we can get back, get tested, go on the training field, and then we can try and prepare. So if it's next Tuesday, that gives us eighteen days. It's mm. not ideal, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll need yep. to try and do to the best of my ability, try and get the group up and up and running um, to be ready for which is going to be a right tough mm. game. There's no doubt about that. Let's hope it happens, Barry, and let's hope the SFA. Listen, we said it on Wednesday. There's been a silence. Come on, this is this is not difficult. No, you know this is not no, rocket that, science. Come on, sort it's, it's it. Not it's not acceptable. It's professional football. Okay, back to the Premier League, to the Premiership, to the Champions Rangers, and that was the big news yesterday. We've talked about it for months. Would Alan McGregor stay or go? He's staying another year. Here's Gary McAllister on duty today and very happy to speak about his goalkeeper. No brainer, you know, absolutely. I think he thoroughly deserves it as well. Massive workhorse, you know, he's, the way he comes in here every day and his, his preparation for, 
for games is 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 pretty pretty stunning. All goalkeepers work extremely hard. You know, during my my time as a player and 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 th- and through working at clubs, goalkeepers, you know, they 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 are different. They're different makeup to to outfield players. But Alan is he really is something different. You know, because he's, he's he's meticulous in his preparation, and it's no surprise that you know the saves that he makes, whether it be first minute, last minute, you know, against a team at the bottom of the league, at the top of the league, or in a European tie, his concentration focus is, is there to be seen, and it's it's well deserved that he's, that he's got another year. Mark Woody, how would you summarise Alan McGregor? Uh, brilliant uh, for me. He's, a, he's a, the Scotland's Player of the Year. Um, some stiff competition, but I think he'd. He would certainly get my vote uh, and will get my vote uh, all day long. Um, for Rangers to get him tied down in a one-year uh, deal to take him into his 40th year, I mean, just to have that security just takes away a massive headache uh, for Stephen Gerrard. So you know what? that's my goalkeeping position sorted. They've also got, let's not forget, a, a top backup goalkeeper in John McLaughlin. Mm. You know, he knows his stuff as well. He's highly rated about Ibrox. They say he's a really good professional, never moans, knows his place. His backup to Alan and, and McGregor and uh, is a good uh, a good lad to have um, around. So for Rangers, great piece of business and um, uh, Alan McGregor will keep going and going. He set the standard and he'll keep those standards going for sure. I haven't forgotten, we want to know your greatest ever Rangers goalkeeper Barry yeah, I was just yeah. about to say yeah. the same thing right. well come back to that Barry what can you tell us about or say about him that you haven't before because you know all season you have told us things about him what you admire things to look out for what can you say about him just every, every, basically everything about him um, top teammate great about the dressing room see when he puts the, the gloves on and he straps him up he's, he's an absolute animal the way he trains you just heard Gary McAllister there describe him um, what he was like in terms of his preparation for, for games um, it's up there with the, the, the best about and it would have been a massive loss Paul there, there's no doubt about it um, and my fingers crossed that I'm sure every other Rangers fan would have done the same to make sure that they, they got him tied down and, and now he's tied down I, I'm sure um, his teammates will be absolutely delighted because he, he, he's a real warrior he's a winner he's somebody you want in the trenches with you when things are down he's the one that always stands at the front um, and in terms of his saves mm. he saves this season I've, I've won games for Rangers I, I've said it on the programme plenty of times a top goalkeeper is worth 15-18 points a season mm. and he certainly brought that to Rangers this season so what a piece of business if you think back three years ago the manager signed him in a free transfer from Hull City I mean Steve Davis yeah. well Steve Davis was just a year after mm-hmm. so what what a piece of business that's been and listen I, I believe the condition he's in it's the best I've seen him he yep. looks so fit it's to me he's obviously looking after himself a lot better you do that as you mature so brilliant news for Rangers any chance he could play in the Euros for Scotland no I, I think that time's been okay. I think you've got yep. to respect the decision that he's made and Mark had mentioned earlier on, you look at our three goalkeepers we've got there. Yeah. We've got Craig Gordon, David Marshall and John McLaughlin, mm. who, for me, is a very good goalkeeper as well. So yeah. we've got three three class goalkeepers. I think Alan's time's been and gone and I think the three keepers will be the, the, the keepers for the Euros. Mark, it was worth asking though, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, Aye. because... Yeah. Listen, yeah, it's up to him. If he makes himself available, give Steve Clark another headache. But I've said it in the programme and I'll, I'll say it again. Mm. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's best signing Stephen Gerrard maybe in his whole managerial career won't make a better signing than Alan McGregor wow best sure. ever goalkeeper you've seen 
in Rangers oh I've got to go back to you, Peter McCloy and Stuart Kennedy but give me to after the break eh? give okay. me to after the after break after the news ok can you believe that's the first hour well, up already yep. best goalkeeper I've played with he is yes. Alan McGregor ok we're back with more with Barry with Mark and with Paul coming after the news feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. So will there be cup shocks this weekend? It's the third round from tonight, actually. So Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, we're going to go through the matches. Ross County against Inverness tonight. I'm going to kick off with you, Barry, on that one. Who's going to win the Highland Derby? Um, I, I'm going yeah. to go with my old teammate. He's, he's done... He had a slow start, Neil McCann. Yep. Um, but they've had some, I think, the last three games that they've won. Um, so I'm going to go with Inverness. Inverness? Yep. Mark, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go Ross County on penalty kicks. Yep, that would have been a shock, I suppose. You know, the championship side if they do win tonight but you think penalties for Ross County uh, Aira playing Clyde Broder Rangers who thumped Hearts last weekend they're playing Stranraer can they go further Dundee against St Johnson that's a good game at Dens Park Mark mm-hmm. yeah big yeah. taste side derby and, and just you know 80 yards down the road Dundee United against Partick Thistle I don't think that's happened for many ah. many years if at all two games in the same street kicking off at, at 3 o'clock but of course it's allowed to happen with no supporters I fancy St Johnston and I fancy Dundee United okay. what about you Barry on those two <coughs> yeah listen I've, I've spoken about Callum Davis and St Johnston team um, over the last couple of months been really impressed with them Paul um, so I think St Johnston will win that and also I think Mickey will get into the next round with, with Dundee United just too much for the Harry Rags you reckon up there yep. at uh, Tannadice <laughs> the, the Harry Rags <laughs> ok so it's Go Radio <laughs> with OPC Energy Limited we're going to take some more calls loads of calls coming in oh. Celtic fans talking about Eddie Howe what's going on he lives great place down there isn't it Sandbach is down there and yeah, the high yeah. red nap and Harry all that will he leave that to come to Glasgow. I mean, that, yep. I mean, genuinely, yep. Paul, that that will um, be taken into consideration. You know, his lifestyle that, that, that he's got, and that's why maybe more of a temptation if he was trying to, you know, mm. get a, get a London club where he could um, commute. But obviously, you've got to move up here, lock, stock, and barrel. It can't be any half measures. Um, you've got to come up and, and and put your heart and soul into the job if you want to make um, a success of it. Because you know, there's been comparisons made by Brendan Rodgers, but Brendan Rodgers took over a team that was winning albeit you know it was kind of faltering a bit under Ronnie Dial and change had to be made but he you know he didn't have as big a job in his hands as uh, potentially Eddie Howe has got if he takes a job and he's also coming against now as we've said a well-oiled Rangers mm. machine they're going, they're going to take a proper bit of stopping do, Rangers do you not think he might see this if he takes a job as a blank canvas that he obviously needs to, is, rebuild. Barry, yeah, he needs to rebuild there's a number of players um, going to be going back to their parent clubs and loan there's a number of players into the final 12 months of their contract i.e. Ayer, Edward and, and Christie and it doesn't look to me if they're going to be signing new contracts no. um, so I think uh, Celtic will need to punt them so I think he might look at it and think he can go and build his, mm-hmm. his own team here but he's not got a lot of time if you think about it it's also as well does he think 
he has a ready-made captain at the club or does mm. he need to go and buy a captain I mean, that's one thing you see Celtic were talking about Kieran Tierney but being a leader you're, you're losing Scott Brown Celtic do need leaders they need more mm. proper established football players at the club because Rangers have a number of leaders in the dressing room one of them became the most capped player in the British Isles uh, the other night of course Stephen Davis and on the lines a Rangers fan from Partick Jake is on hi Jake Hello guys, how you doing? Good, thanks, how are you? I'm great, just enjoying the sunshine, you know what I mean? Isn't it brilliant to see it? Temperature was, what, 14 a wee while ago when we came in, so I heard Joe Maguire saying it, so it must be true, uh, on go. <laughs> Jake, what about Stephen Davis? Oh, Steve, obviously, in light of him uh, becoming the UK's most capital, player, I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but if he does... Of course he does. To the guy, uh, let's hope he does, because what, what a guy he is, man, like, I've, and I've actually had debates with people about this uh, for for a wee while now. I've I've actually went on a few podcasts and discussed it. But mm-hmm. for me, for me, um, Stephen Davis is the best midfielder to play in Scotland since that man in the studio. And I, 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 you, people can throw names at me if you want, but I, I, I think the debate ends with Stephen Davis is the best midfielder to play in Scotland since since Barry Ferguson. And I, I, anyone can argue with me if they want, but. Okay. I think it's very difficult to play a player case. Mark Weedy, do you want to argue with Jake about that? Oh, listen, Steve Davis is a is a quality player. He's he's top drawer. Um, you know, funny enough, I, I remember um, Jake said that he's the best since Barry Fairs. I remember asking uh, Alan McCoyst and, and and Chris Boyd that we were having this debate after a game of six or seven one day, and I said to him, "Who's the best, Barry or or, or, or Stephen?" Mm-hmm. And what um, did they say? Um, one went for Barry and uh, one genuinely couldn't decide. Boy, they went for Barry all day long, I think. And, and, and Coist, he was really wrestling. Um, yeah, having a re- chat with him. <laughs> 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 uh, what does he know about the game? You know? <laughs> no, no, what does Coist do? What's, what's Coist? What's he done in the game? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it was the other way around. <laughs> I can't remember. But, but anyway, it, better not than Boyd. I'll be on the phone. <laughs> two, 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 yep. two top. Uh, player, and you can see what Jake because Steve Davis is is the here now. Bar- Barry's been uh, retired for seven eight uh, seven eight years. But um, uh, I listen, Steve Davis for Rangers for sure. Can't forget Scott Brown. You've got to throw Scott Brown into the mix for what he's uh, achieved over fourteen years consistently uh, with Celtic. But you know, I don't expect Jake to see that. Being a Rangers fan, he's only seen Rangers and understand uh, his argument. But for Steve Davis to come back to Rangers, be part of the revolution under Stephen Gerrard, uh, we've waxed lyrically about um, Alan McGregor. But Steve Davis has been every bit as influential in the process as well. Yeah, do you know what I love about him? And a lot of people. If he gets the ball and maybe plays it 10 or 15 years, he does the basics brilliantly. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Um, he keeps the game so simple. He makes it look so simple when it's not really simple when you're in that, that sort of position. He brings a real calmness as well. He, he's actually changed positions, obviously, as he's got older. When I first played with, with Davo, he's more like a kind of box-to-box mm-hmm. midfielder, like to break forward, obviously get a bit older. Um, he always had the attributes to go and, and fill into that. Mm-hmm. Holding midfield role, there was no doubt as he got on wage, he was he was going to fall back into that number, that number six position. Um, and when Rangers first signed him, I I was worried with the first couple of performances. But what, then back to Walter's time, I've been Stephen Gerrard brought him back. Gerrard brought him back, but then if you look back, he had he hadn't played any football for six months with Southampton. Mm-hmm. He was he was either on the bench or left in the stand. So it took him a wee bit of time to go up to speed. Um, last season you've seen signs of it but this season he's been 
absolute different class for Rangers as I said he's, one, he's that one player doesn't panic he just brings a real calmness to the team and he's been um, instrumental in what Rangers have done this year and they've done the, the, the correct thing as well the same as Alan McGregor getting the two guys tied down in another other year's um, contract um, is brilliant news I think as well the other thing we've got to mention as Paul just said and Jake you know the most capped player in, in UK history he's kept that going yeah. you think about it not, you know, he's not had that the, the luxury of having a 10 day break yeah, four or five times a year in international football he's been away around the world been to the Euros with, with, with Ireland in 2016 as well it's been, been non-stop so he deserves a lot of credit for that as well for keeping that standard up That's over great. a long and period. also this year he's played a lot more football than probably Stephen Gerrard would have wanted, mm-hmm. wanted him to play maybe like leaving him out of Europe like they've obviously been playing Sunday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Sunday yep. and obviously with Ryan Jack having a few injuries this season it's so important that you have Stephen Davis in there you look at one game it springs to mind was it Hamilton Aki's game they left both Jack and Davis out and Rangers struggled that day you can't leave two of them out You, you could leave maybe one of them out but when Jack's been injured Stephen Davis to play three games a week at 36 year old as well is um, he's a credit to himself the way he keeps himself in uh, great con- uh, great condition Gary McAllister has been paying tribute to him 26 caps is, is pretty special you know I think he's now the is he the British record holder outfield player that is it's phenomenal you know it is it's a, an amazing achievement to get that amount of caps and, and this season you know I've just been asked previous who's the player of the year. There's there's been four or five outstanding players, you know, amongst a whole squad of players who've who've, who've played really well. But Steve Davis has has been impeccable for big chunks of the season, and he's been outstanding. So really pleased for him that he's that he's going to he's signed another year and he's he's going to be with us again. Jake, have you any thoughts on Celtic's new manager? If it's going to be Eddie Howe. Uh... I've not, I've not really thought too much about it to be honest. When, whenever I see all the see all like the candidates getting listed, I saw Roy Keane, um, uh, Sean Maloney, I think was on as well. Steve Clark. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, I do have to admit Eddie Howe would be the one that would give me the most of the most fear. But I, mm-hmm. I think any manager that goes in there, and I don't think it's difficult to see. It's a massive, massive job that's required because Rangers have been. I don't really, I don't really, I'm not really interested in Celtic issues because Rangers have been. Absolutely magnificent this season. Potentially mm. going to go unbeaten. All they have to do is go five more games. Mm. And I think any manager going in to try and stop that has got a massive, massive job on their hands. Mm. Um, but Eddie Howe, like I said, would be the yeah. one that would give me the most to think about. But I, I don't know if he'll take it. I, I, I don't. I, I think he's got this. I, listen to the show. Obviously, you've said that apparently he's got this weekend to think about it. Mm-hmm. I personally think that see if he if he's told by his agent. Yeah, you may get this Newcastle job in the summer. As much as I think Rangers and Celtic are the two biggest clubs in the world, and I think Barry would agree as well, but I, I think that's very hard to reject now when you're talking Premier League football. So I don't know if he'll actually take it. I, I think it's fifty fifty now still. So I don't think I, I wouldn't believe the tabloids. I'd believe I'd say it's fifty fifty still. Jake posed a good question to you, Barry. Are they the biggest clubs in the world? A hundred percent. Uh, listen, the, the only problem or the only issue that Rangers or Celtic have got is that the league up here doesn't attract TV money. Yep. That, that's one of the, the real issues. But in terms of the fan base and size of clubs, uh, they're, they're unbelievable clubs. They're, they're massive, massive clubs. There's no doubt about that. 
Good you point. You even got done there, Barry? Both Rangers and Celtic. Aye, because I've heard. No, I, I don't think. I, I don't think some of the clubs would want Rangers or Celtic down there. That was the, I, that was the problem, Jake. Yeah, See, two or three years, years ago. Yeah, two or three years down there. Once they they obviously get a bit of money behind them and, and settle down a wee bit. Rangers and Celtic will be up in the top mm. four easy. Mm-hmm. Mark, would yeah, you agree? Yeah. I mean, that was the problem, wasn't it? The mid-table and the lower <sighs> league, the lower yeah. tables, uh, positions in the top league, they didn't want Rangers and Celtic. No, they, they, they didn't, but the, 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 I think the more positive uh, discussions where they get the, the kind of better kind of sense of feedback was looked at the possibility of getting into League 2 down south and starting from there which would reinvigorate the whole bottom tiers English football it would bring massive television money Mm -hmm. to it and it gets sold and there was also talk of potentially like maybe Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen also being part of a package and getting in uh, the door to get their their foot in the ladder so um, I'm just going to say I I can't see it happening but do you know what I feel a wind of change happening in Mm -hmm. football Paul you look at Gianni Infantino at FIFA what he's saying about the possibility of Mexico America and and, and Canada merging their leagues Belgium and Holland are in discussions about doing something similar there's a wind of change coming to the Champions League that people are a wee bit restless Mm -hmm. and do you know what I wouldn't rule out in the next five or six years um, Celtic and Rangers and maybe other clubs from from here um, getting a foot in at at, at League 2 down in England just in, in, in in a total revamp Okay, well, we'll see. Jake, before you go, let's hear from Gary McAllister about uh, injuries ahead of this weekend's game with Cove Rangers. Well, the positive on on Tav is that he's, that he's back on the on the grass, so that's that was that was nice to see yesterday. He's, so he's out there training on his own, obviously with, with with the physios and stuff. But that's a that's a big that's a big <coughs> positive. So he's getting he's getting closer and closer. Ryan has been in London the last couple of days to done some specialists. Uh, so we're we're awaiting some of the results coming back up from London on on those on that visit. We're obviously just done there trying to just further investigations of trying to get to the bottom of of Ryan's problems. So we'll, we'll wait for the results of that. I think Nico Katic is back in the grass, which is 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 good to hear as well and good to see. Um, so and then we're just obviously waiting on all the international guys coming back they're all, they're all due back in today Barry we winced there when we heard Ryan Jack's been yeah. in London yeah it's a, it's a concern because I'll go back to I, I think Ryan Jack's improved ever so much over the last couple of years he's became a massive player for Rangers um, so that's a worry that he has picked up a couple of injuries um, over the last couple of months which is a concern um, and obviously Gary Mack there just saying that he's away down to London to see a specialist um, tells me that there's an issue that's not going away so they need to get to the, the bottom of the problem and, and sort it out because as I said again when Ryan Jack plays in the Rangers team I, I fully believe that Rangers are a better team yeah. I've been so impressed with him really I'll go back to when Rangers first signed him I wasn't too sure of him but honest mm-hmm. I thought he was going to come and be a bit mm-hmm. part player um, but over the last year or so he's he's really really impressed me he's got better and better and better and he's became a massive player for Rangers uh, yeah and uh, a concern for Scotland yep. for, for, for uh, Steve Clark. Exactly. You know, and it sounds to me you know, if, when you're going down to London just now um, it, it strikes me it's not something that's going to be corrected immediately and if I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, for me just now, I'm thinking, going down to London, they're looking at a problem, thinking Champions League qualifiers. Mm-hmm. We, we need Ryan Jack fit and ready, and let's whatever needs to get done, let's get it done now, so that he's ready for mid to the end of July when the qualifiers start, which could mean that this could be a real problem uh, for Steve Clark in, in Scotland. But going back mm-hmm. to your point as well, I agree. When he signed from Aberdeen, looking at him in his first year, 18 months, 
I thought, and it's that mentality issue that we, we talk mm-hmm. about in coping with the pressure. I thought he's struggling, he's struggling with it. But in the past 18 months, he's stepped up to the play, and I think he's a future Rangers captain. Yep. Mark makes a good point. You don't go down to London. I've been in this situation. You don't mm-hmm. go down to London if it's not a, a, a real, real problem. Um, yep. And when you get sent down to London, it's normally you're looking at maybe an operation, maybe something needs to, um, you might need to go under the knife and, and get it sorted. And that's going to be a body blow, yep. not just to, to Scotland, but Ryan Jack himself, as a player, of course, you, yeah. what an opportunity it is to play for your country and the Euros. But the most important thing for Ryan Jack is he gets his problem sorted and he's okay going forward in the future. Jake, I know you'd want to wish him all the best. For Rangers, I heard you saying five games to go. Do you think you will be invincibles? Uh, yeah, well, I, I saw that. I saw this. Uh, I think it might have been a tweet today. Someone put out, "Would you rather go unbeaten for the rest of the league season or win the Scottish Cup?" Mm-hmm. See, for me, I want both. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want either or. I want both. I think Rangers are more than capable of doing both. Go unbeaten. Five games left. A home game against Celtic. Um, I, I, three of them are at home. Two are away. The two away games, I think Rangers should be definitely not losing. They should be winning in the cup. I, I, I. I I think Rangers should be going for it so aye let's go unbeaten let's win the cup as well let's go for the whole shebang Barry I see there's Cadbury's chocolate there's a special champions bar out you see it today no I think that was maybe an April Fool did you see it <laughs> no I didn't no, 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 it's true is it true yeah, yeah. it's true Barry it's what true. were you thinking of that no, then I like yeah. his attitude that's the attitude that the Rangers players have got to have um, look you've got to try and remain unbeaten in the, the league I know the league's over and done with but you want to try and yep. um, win the last um, remaining five games and listen, they've got the Scottish Cup to play for. And will um, they do what it? a cup to do it. Listen, it's a real possibility. Imagine Cup final day, Barry. Rangers yep. Celtic. Oh, listen, what a way to bring, finish bring the season, on. wouldn't it yeah, be? May yeah, May 22nd. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there's no doubt it'll be absolute roasting that day. <laughs> it always is. Did you bring your medal in? Is it one of the medals? One of the five? No, I will bring them in. Will you bring I'll it bring in? in? Yeah, OK. I'll need to shine Good. them up. <laughs> Good. Well, we'll find out. One of five of them. Is, yeah. is that that stuff? I'll need, uh-huh. get yeah. a, I'll need to get a tin of that and polish I'll tell the story of the one I've got as well. So, But we'll wait till the day That's we bring right, them in. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, once I get it back from Peter Martin, who gave it to the Hamden Museum, I want it back because I'm giving it back to the player who gave me his Scottish Cup winner's medal and it's in the record books because it was the only player ever to score in a cup final before kick-off he scored before three o'clock Scottish Cup final I've got the medal so there you go that's the question Jake thanks for calling we'll talk to you soon thanks guys see you later cheers Jake the Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five I've had 14 fantastic years at this club I've enjoyed every single moment of it even some when we've been getting beat as well but you take that in your stride and it's been a wonderful career for myself I've enjoyed the moments with the fans and it's just a pity that I I can't share the last five or six games with the fans and see them in the stadium because they've been a a part of my journey as much as I've been a part of theirs so it's it's been great it'll be emotional times when I do eventually finished the last game of the season yeah that was the news Scott Brown is going to Aberdeen player coach a two year deal and this was one of the biggest quotes of the week about why he decided to leave I got offered another year at Celtic so it was playing it was a hard situation now because it'd have to be sit and wait to the end of the season see who comes in for me to have that fresh start with somebody that I know I trust and I respect maybe sitting in a Celtic to the end of the season not sure 
what to do or who's coming in. I think that kind of played on my mind as well. But as I say, it's going to be a sad time when I do leave, but it's been fantastic as well. I've enjoyed every single moment of it. Winning trophies, winning games, playing in front of some fantastic fans as well. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy were speaking about some great Scotland players when we spoke about uh, Alan McGregor, the goalkeeper, obviously the Northern Ireland player, uh, Stephen Davis, and uh, in the Premiership, uh, Scott Brown. How many trophies is it? 22. 14 years at Celtic, um, but it was the uncertainty. And yet the irony is this weekend, by Monday, maybe or whatever, Eddie Howe could have signed on the dotted and could be on his way to the East End. Yeah, I mean, the, listening to as you said, you know, we knew there was a, the story behind the story, and 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 and, and Scott Brown's, you know, um, broken his silence, uh, or and it's clear the lack of clarity for Celtic moving forward has has played uh, a huge part in, in in his decision, and the fact that uh, the club put a one year offer in front of him by all accounts, going what he's saying, but Aberdeen offered him a two, so going by what Scott Brown's saying there. You know, I think there was an op- I think Celtic have missed an opportunity to to keep him. Um, I, I don't think it was like cut and dry. He wanted to leave, and he was leaving under any circumstances. Even if Celtic put him a three year deal down, and Eddie Howe phoned him and said, "I want you to stay." Mm. You know, that's not been the, the the case. So, listen, I think it's one that that Celtic will will uh, will live to to regret. They should have kept him. And by the way, as I said to Natasha at the start of the program. Paul, this situation with the captain should not have been allowed to reach this stage. His deal should have been sorted this time last year. Barry, you were surprised, and I suppose Rangers would be surprised and not unhappy to see Scott Brown go from their biggest rivals. I, I'm still surprised, mm. if I'm being honest, because yeah. obviously he's, he's confirmed it, that he's um, agreed the, the, the contract with Aberdeen. Um, look, it is clear when you listen to his interview, um, I think there is a bit of disappointment in there that mm. it was only a year's um, a year's contract on offer. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I think Mark pointed out earlier on in the show. I'm I'm sure if they had given him a, a two year contract and maybe halfway through the first year, if he felt he wasn't able to, he contribute a, a lot on the pitch and if he, he felt he, his time was up, I'm sure he would have just turned around and said, "Listen, see that final year, it's fine. Yeah. Let's just bin it and then I'll um, I'll maybe get in the background and do a bit of coaching." Or I'll go elsewhere. So yeah, but still a surprise, um, and I, I'm I'm surprised at the the level of criticism that um, some Aberdeen fans have been putting out about Scott Brown signing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what they're getting is, listen, I know he's getting on in age, but they're getting a guy with huge experience. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen have got quite a, a number of young players in their team, um, and that's something that Aberdeen will, will need. Um, including Lewis Ferguson yep and also a new manager who's yep. who's been in America for a number of years mm-hmm. um, so Scott Brown knows the, the Scottish game inside out so he'll be a big help in hand to, to Stephen Glass let's go back on the lines Ross has called in to go radio Ross you're in Portobello in Edinburgh is it sunny this afternoon <laughs> hello Ross the sun's gone now hi hello yeah hi we can hear you yeah hi sunny Portobello yep Aye, aye. Well, no so sunny now, but it oh. was earlier on, so been out enjoying the sun while I can. Aye. So it's not sunshine in Leith, that's the other team, because you're a, you're a Hearts <laughs> fan. Yeah. Aye, uh, aye, definitely no sunshine Oh, I know, Leith, I know. You're, you're absolutely flying tonight. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Ross, you weren't flying last weekend away. What happened to Hearts? Oh, it's just it's one of the things, you know, one of these results, you know fans, fans in the stadium... Pressure's on a big team like Hearts and the wee team came and 
give us a, a hiding mm. to nothing, you know. Yep. And Robbie Nielsen, are you surprised at the stick he's getting? I mean, you're well clear in the championship. I know it was a terrible result on Saturday. In fact, I heard it on the, you know, I heard the stuff uh, on the, just beforehand, and he was really put under pressure about, you know, should you stay and all the rest. And how many points were they clear at that point? Thirteen or whatever. Um, yeah. Ross, what are you feeling? Why is there so much ill feeling at the moment? I don't, I don't know if it's, it's maybe because he, he's been in the job before uh, mm-hmm. and folk are expecting a bit more, but um, his remit was to get us um, promoted and he's going to do that. So I think we need to just give the guy time. You know, that we want to be back in the Premier League and that's the most important thing this season. Um, the Cups can, can come um, after that. Yeah, well, you got to the final just what three months ago, Ross. What are you thinking? You're obviously a Scotland fan as well. How are you feeling about uh, this week? Are you, are you optimistic after the two draws and one win? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and also looking forward to being at a major tournament. You know, last one was 1998. I was 18, so maybe a chance to enjoy a major tournament with my son this time. Oh, brilliant! You're, in Scotland, so you, so know, you were in France. Were you there for the whole sort of two and a half weeks, three weeks that we, you know, we're home no, before the postcards? I, I, I know. Unfortunately, oh. I was just at home watching it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you yeah. were there. That was a terrific tournament, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, it was brilliant. Uh, France '98. Uh, yep. Beautiful uh, place, and, and, mm. and I will go back one day, Paul, to, to uh, Avignon. Don't know if you've been, mm. but I know. Um, Walter Smith holiday a few times just outside yeah. it. Uh, with, you must with, have a few with, stories. Uh, so, oh, oh but that great trip. times. Uh, mm. I mean, we're there and uh, a few ex Scotland players were there doing their, their, their punditry work. Yeah. We'd be yeah. David Proven and, 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 and Derek Johnston, uh, all the guys, Big Dougie Bailey, and uh, you uh, know, it was, yep. it was great. Um, great times, a great tournament. Um, unfortunately yeah. for Scotland, it ended, but to, to open the tournament against Brazil. Um, and Paris, Paul, as you know, was yep. just so special, wasn't it? I'll never forget it. Yep. So, Ross, we're, we're pleased. So, what are you thinking about the Euros then? Well, hopefully we can get out of the group, beat England. Mm-hmm. I mean, beating England would just be the best thing. So, I think that's what we've got to look forward to. I think we can give them a game as well. So, you think we could match up and we could we could beat England? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We maybe can't match them for, for players, but... Um, we'll definitely match them for fight and spirit on the pitch that's mm-hmm. for sure Barry? Yeah I agree uh, uh, listen um, England have got some fantastic players but there's nothing better as a a Scotland team or, or a fan is going down there and, and getting one over near old enemy I, I was lucky enough to do it myself I'd done it at the old Wembley What was um, that like? Tell us about that day Yeah that it, it yeah. was fantastic listen the we actually never played well the first game at Hamden they beat us 2-0 Paul Scholes had uh, scored two goals it was two set pieces there was nothing really in the game and listen we were written off it was clear that everybody fancied um, England were just meant to turn up and, and beat us by three or four goals um, but we had this real steely determination a real belief and we went out and we, we absolutely pummeled them um, that night 1-0 um, we just couldn't get that vital second goal Chris and Daly last couple of minutes had a header that's right Seaman great save great yeah. save uh, from David Seaman but we, we outplayed them that night just disappointing was it the, the disappointing thing was the first game we, we never performed um, but it's nothing better than beating England I was at that game I was at what that night were you there that night yeah. Paul no the, I was at the, the game at Hamden the, but I was dropped for Wembley and, and I remember it was a uh, Rod Stewart was in the, the press room and he was going out with Caprice um, at the time and uh, Rod Stewart was in the, the, the press room before him during the game having a yep. uh, couple of, uh, couple of yep. drinks and uh, sharing some stories so that was uh, good but I remember the game you're right the David Seaman 
save because if it went extra time, I think you guys are going to no, win but, for sure. Yep, uh, if, it, if it went extra time, there was only going to be one mm. winner, um, and that was us. Uh, we outplayed them that night. Um, I, I th- just looking at them in the tunnel, turning around and looking at them, they, they were just thinking, oh, we, We've won this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we just said something about us, but nothing much in terms of our team talk. Craig Brown. Just plain and simple, mm. just go out and do yourself proud and do the nation proud. And we went out and absolutely domi- dominated the game. They had some fantastic players. Paul Inns, Beckham, Scholes, <laughs> uh, Teddy Shenham, Tony Adams, Seaman. Wow. I mean, you can go on yeah. and on. They had um, they had a yeah. top team, but we had real good players mm. as well. Um, just a disappointing Amazing. thing. Yeah. I'll go back to it, was the yep. game at Hamden. We just didn't perform. And it was a nothing game, really. <laughs> both in- both um, ourselves and England, even England, Never played well on the day. Mm. It was just two goals uh, for Paul goals It was the difference. But we never gave in, and we went down. And we gave a good account. I still just gutted that we never got Mark, that vital one. Mark, players just before it. Maybe, maybe this is silly. They don't need to hear that. But to hear that story, because it's so long now, isn't it, Jake uh, Ross? Since we've been in these kind of games, to hear from somebody like Barry, who says up against you know the names that you mentioned there, yeah. the spine of the Arsenal team and the Man United, yeah. and we should have beaten them. Ross, do you think against the Czech Republic then in the opening game we should go for it a bit more? Do you think that with Austria we maybe give them too much respect? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think um, we, they should have a wee bit of respect for us after the, the results that we've been having. Um, you know, so and, and they got beat off Wales um, the other night there as well. So yep. I don't see why we can't go in there with a bit of confidence and, and play our own game rather than sitting back and you know maybe looking for a goal on the break. I think you know. I, I remember back to Euro two thousand and 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 sixteen when the the, the four best runners up qualified, or the four best third place rather also mm. qualified. And um, see if you look back then, and what should be on our minds now should be one one. Paul should put us through three points. We'll probably get your best. And the goal difference, as long as you're you know minus one to mm-hmm. even, then we think so. As long as you mm. won one game and you don't get a severe doing in any of the other games, then if you look at it, what gets you through in terms of Euro 2016, it's the same format. So just win one game, win the one games at Hamden. And by the way, what's the, why shouldn't we go and get a, a point at Wembley? You tell me Scott McTominay, John McGinn, Kieran Tierney, mm-hmm. Andy Robertson, Shea Adams, they're not going to fancy it against our yeah, teammates. Uh, every, they will, Barry, won't they? Yeah, fancy uh, it. 100%, Mark. 100%. The, the names that you just mentioned there, they're playing at big clubs. Yeah. Um, they can handle big occasions and hopefully there's going to be fans and look Wembley's not going to be full 90,000 but you know what these guys can can go and handle the the pressure no problem but one thing about this Scotland team I still think they're improving still a bit of improvement to come I think they're going to get better and better and better as time goes on and I just think we'll hit a right good bit of form once the Euro, uh, Euros come about Here's a man definitely in form as you said John McGinn looking forward to the Euros <laughs> It's exciting uh, exciting for everybody I think there has been there's been anticipation building uh, we've had to be professional focus on these three games but it has, has been tough uh, we've all got our eyes on Something we've we've dreamed about for a long time, not only us as players but supporters, um, everyone involved, and we're just keeping everything crossed that things can develop, the vaccine can keep charging on, and we can get some supporters in here. But uh, it's way above our pay grade. We're just hoping everyone stays in their best behaviour and, and gives us the best chance to do it. I, I love his bounce there. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's just excitement. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm absolutely delighted for the the group. Well, listen, it's something that. We've been waiting for for 23 years and listen to go and um, represent your country in a major finals. It, it must be 
up there with the pinnacle of your career. It's, it's brilliant. And he's listen. He's a prime example. He's um, he's worked hard to get where he is, John McGinn. Um, but just his enthusiasm there, I, I love to hear it. And you know what? I hope I hope when it comes to the Euros, we do ourselves justice because I keep going back to it. I look at our squad. I look at the players we've got. I look at the teams the players play for. We've got a good opportunity to get out of that group. Matt makes a good point. I never even thought about it. Yeah. Three points, bit of goal difference, you can still get through. Really good point. Uh, Ross, do you think we found another striker the other night? Always good for a striker to score. And it was a good goal. Nice control flick on the edge of the box and, and good strike from distance. <laughs> so I think she's a little bit disappointed. There was one in the first half he got away and he couldn't get his, he didn't quite get his shot away. So it's nice for him to score. Yep, good words from Steve Clark there. What did you reckon, Ross? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, you know we we are lacking a bit in the striking department. So any help up front uh, is definitely uh, what we need. You know, um, hopefully we'll have guys fit as well, like Lee Griffiths. You know, two free kicks the last time he played England. So guys obviously got a bit of confidence there. So it doesn't look like it, does it? He's, you know, he's posted. No. He came on for one minute plus injury time against Rangers. I mean, it's you're right though. What a striker! I know Barry. You think he's one it's, of the best. It's just, yeah. disa- just disappointing. That's from um, my heart. Just fan. what Ross just mentioned yeah. there, yeah. Lee Griffiths. Man. Just for me, one I, of the best it, finishers I, in the league. I think. No, mm-hmm. he's he is the best finisher, Ross. And he's not one of the best. He's but I think Lee Griffiths is the best striker Scotland have. There's no doubt in my mind about yeah. that. Wow. Barry has just said the best and mentioning uh, the goalkeeper, which I know we weren't, but I am. What about your Craig Gordon? What about that save? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's done it for years, hasn't he? I mm. mean, he, he's been at Hearts before and he, I think it was a big loss for Celtic to lose Craig Gordon, actually, and quite surprised that was he an managed to smack. It was a massive own goal, wasn't it? Yeah. But, you know, we can bounce back to these things. Um, just can't, uh, like I say, can't wait for the games now to come in summer. We'll hopefully I'll be a bit of fans back into the grounds and stuff like that. Uh, Matt, I was going to, do you think he'll, he'll go with Craig Gordon or will he... Stick with David Marshall. It's uh, I'm sure it's something he'll, he'll, he'll sit down with his staff and consult with, with, with Stevie Wood. You could, to be honest, you, you could you could toss it's a coin. Toss it Good question. Toss mm-hmm. the coin. Um, again, the, the 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 loyalty factor, but you know, like judge, he'll judge. He'll, he'll look at their mm-hmm. frame of mind. They'll look at their personalities in the in the build up to the game. And um, you know, I, I would imagine if the game was tomorrow, it would go with David Marshall. But I think he'll give Craig Gordon every opportunity to, to show what he's about again in the, in the, in the warm-up games before the, the games actually start. Ross, a great call from you. Who do you think is going to win the Cup? I know the hearts are out, obviously. So, looking at it, is it Rangers the favourite? Do you think Celtic will bounce back? A chance for Aberdeen? What do you reckon? Hibs, Ross, you fancy Hibs? Mm, well, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely no Hibs. Um, no, I, think, uh, I think Rangers might go on to, to do the, the Cup League double. Um you know they're they're, they're looking strong, um, confident, and they're full of goals. Not conceding a lot of goals, so mm. I can definitely see them going on and winning the, the league in the cup double. I think. Great, good to you. I was in Edinburgh yesterday doing something for the Kilt Walk, so it was in a, uh-huh. something we had, you know to be there and interviewed a woman Yvonne who's doing the Kilt Walk for the cancer unit at the Western General. So it was a privilege to meet her. She's had it twice. Yvonne Stewart. It's going out in social media. Great to meet you, Yvonne, and it was great to be in the capital. So that's a really good call. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for calling. Right, thanks, guys. Cheers. Good night. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers you too. And Barry, the training going well for the kilt walk and you're raising for... Yeah, I've a, got a bit yeah. of a sore knee. You'll <laughs> be fine. Great. <laughs> Quick but break. We're back with Barry and Mark next. 
The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel this week. He'll be back on Monday or Tuesday. Crofty and Grado back Tuesday morning. They're having the Easter weekend. Well, the uh, football is abuzz with the news about Eddie Howe. He is the number one choice of Celtic. And there are more reports coming in tonight that things are moving. Sky have just tweeted. They've gone out to say that he's the number one choice. Well, we've told you that in Go Radio. And there's also attention at Celtic Park just now. Camera crews arriving, Mark Weedy. Yeah, there's, there's stories doing the round that Eddie Howe is in Glasgow, that the move is edging ever closer. And it could well be, Paul, that we don't have to wait uh, for the weekend for news to break. It could well be that Eddie Howe is announced as Celtic manager within the next 24 hours. It appears to be edging closer. It's, in fact, I'm going to go as far as to say, Paul, it's not a case of uh, if, it's a case of when he's confirmed the Celtic manager. This could be the next few hours. And you understand part of the backroom team. Well, we know that he wants uh, Richard Hughes, who'll be there alongside him. Um, Mark Burchill could well be there in the coaching position. And you've also got other news that Marvin Bartley may be joining. And also Peter Grant. Yeah, Peter Grant uh, is a teammate of Eddie House from Bournemouth uh, back in the, the early 2000s. Marvin Bartley, as everybody in Go Radio, all the listeners will know, played... Um, uh, under Eddie Howe when Eddie was manager um, of Burnley uh, there's a shout that uh, he'd like those two to be part of his backroom team there's also a suggestion that he's happy to work in some capacity with John Kennedy and, and Gavin Strachan as well it's not unusual to to have four members of your backroom team and you know if, if you deploy them in, in, in different ways um, but despite that the big news is we believe it's edging closer and he is going to become the Celtic manager Barry are we st- staying yeah. on another hour? Do you want to? Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stevie Lennon would. No, uh, but, do you yeah. know what? I, I think <laughs> this is just what the, the, the Celtic fans are wanting. They're just wanting to know who their manager is uh, and what way they're going forward. So it looks um, even more likely that you don't need to wait, as Mark just mentioned there, over the weekend. I think it may be. Um, announced later on tonight or first thing in the morning. So it looks like Eddie House. Um, going to be getting the job because mm-hmm. Mark I know what you were saying earlier there was maybe feelers going out just in case you know a, a, another elite club yeah. comes in but because I think he'd ruled out well there's people who ruled out Crystal Palace they'd ruled out Newcastle they know everything that might happen a Southampton might come up there are different jobs that could happen but unless it was an absolute top club it looks as though he's here to sign yeah and, and just as well getting a shout through here Paul that um Bookmakers have now suspended betting um, right. on on Eddie Howe um, as well. So look, it's all suggesting that, uh, that he's obviously had talks in the past two or three days. Talks have intensified. You know, like as and, and, and by we think you just need to iron out Paul just to make sure it's a hundred percent. It's a massive move for him to to uproot um, from his home um, um, down on the coast uh, of England. But it's a massive job for him. And for Celtic, I think it's got the potential to be an outstanding. An appointment, but I do have I do have reservations. But it's got the potential to be an outstanding appointment. But for Scottish football, Barry Eddie Howe mm. against Stephen Gerrard, absolute box office. Yeah, there's no doubt he's a he's a top manager. I mentioned at the, the, the start of the program. Yep. Um, he's carried Bournemouth through the leagues. He, he brought them into the Premier League, and you just need to look at the size of club Bournemouth is. I've played down there, it only holds twelve or 13,000 fans, the stadium, and the kind of budget, listen, it'll be a decent budget he had down there, but it was um, it was nothing near um, what the, the other clubs had, he was probably bottom, bottom in the league in terms of budgets, mm-hmm. uh, so he knows how to work the market as well, um, 
and look, it looks to me if it's it's all but agreed, and he'll just be wanting to finalise and make sure that he's getting his right people in. Everything's ticked off before he actually signs that mm. bit of paper. Well, we understand the deal has been done. It was subject to him saying, "Right, yeah. I'm definitely coming." The deal was done. He met with Dermot Desmond. I was told yesterday it's definitely not Roy Keane. That wasn't happening. And the question has been, "Is it Eddie Howe?" There were indications we were speaking late last night. It looked as though it might be coming out. It hasn't yet, but. Uh, let's hear from Paul Lambert speaking about him earlier today saying uh, yeah but draws won't cut it at Celtic but he speaks very highly about Eddie Howe no it won't matter I think as long as the Celtic fans see the team winning for me I think if it is Eddie then he has to realise you have to win you won't get away with draws and you won't get given maybe a year or two's grace you, you have to win but that's the nature of the club and that's what makes it a special club and Barry, I'll tell you something that you wouldn't get at Crystal Palace or Newcastle or Southampton or whatever would be uh, European football and the chance of Champions League the following yeah. year. Look, at, if you've got a Crystal Palace or a Newcastle, look, I know they're in the, the Premier League down in England. I know it's the best league in the world with the best players. Um, but in terms of clubs, there's no comparison yeah. for me. The old firm, that massive clubs, the only thing that he's he'll never have had will be the demands and the pressures and the expectations the put the top him. Yep. and he'll be under the spotlight 24-7 because he has a big name he's managed in the Premier League this is something that he'll need to get used to it's not a quiet life up here it's, um, Barry you just you get me moving when you'll be second to the granny <laughs> flat uh, in the grounds and uh, you'll need to move the second undergardener out right enough but uh, after that you can get him to, to move in there and, and, and look after him but for, I think it, it could be really good um, for, for, for Eddie Howe uh, for Celtic, Paul, and um, interesting to see what he does in the transfer market as well, how he goes about his business. Because for Celtic and for Rangers, it's the richest prize in, in Scottish football yeah, history next yep. season. You mm-hmm. won the league, 30 million yep. right into the, mm-hmm. the Champions League. And I would imagine, you think down the road, Eddie Howe's been used to, as you all are at that level, bonuses. Keep us in the league, you get 2 million quid mm-hmm. bonus yeah. on top of your 40, 50, 60 grand a week. I think I wouldn't be surprised for winning the league next season if Eddie Howe's some kind of bonus, but it's a two million mm. bonus for me because you you give your manager two million to make thirty all day long. Mm. You know it makes sense. So I'd imagine the financial package for him to to come up here will be right. At, you know at the level that Brendan Rodgers was on four or five years but, ago, if not more. What well, one thing I will say: watching these Bournemouth teams, they are attractive to watch. Yeah. They, they try and get the ball down and play football in the right manner. Um, so that's something that the Celtic fans want they want to see attractive football um, so listen it looks if he's coming it's exciting that Scotland as a, a country can attract guys like Eddie Howe mm. guys like Stephen Gerrard it's brilliant for our game up here what's he like as a guy you played against him you did coaching badge with him you're exact same age uh, he was yeah. above me in the coaching badge I only watched him when he was doing his pro licence I was only starting my B licence I'd done my, my pro licence with his assistant manager Jason, Jason Tindall yep. yep And he's a good guy He knows the game again Inside out He obviously took over For Eddie When Eddie left Never went so well for him Obviously get, get sacked um, So I know they, they two Worked closely together I think it was six Or seven years Both of them worked So it wouldn't surprise me If Jason Tindall Comes up with him And he opted to leave Bournemouth last August Didn't he Because you know Some yeah. of the fans Weren't happy We know that When you go down But a lot of people Said no the job he's done He's still a young man That they wanted him to stay But he opted to go He's taken some time out, time out But it looks as though He is coming to Celtic That is the news tonight He is the number one choice And uh, TV crew's turning up At the moment At Kerrydale Street Yeah two or three years ago Ago, Eddie Howe has been tipped as Arsene Wenger's successor. Oh, that's right. Uh, he was tipped yep. to to uh, 
get the job before Gareth Southgate. Who, who was England manager before Gareth Southgate? Can't remember. Anyway, it was, it was the hottest prospect two or three years. The the, the, the relegation. Sam Allardyce. Sam yeah. Oh yeah, for one game. Absolutely. Wasn't it? Yeah. Big Sam. Yeah. The, the relegation um, from from Bournemouth put a week in a damper. But when you, when you take away that one season. Mm. Uh, and, and the short spell at Burnley four or five years at Bournemouth was exceptional quick gear change uh, Celtic Falkirk any surprises we're talking about Eddie Howe coming probably Celtic to win comfortably yeah. yeah comfortably Barry yeah, yeah same and same for Rangers against Cove Rangers yeah. yep um, and yep. the crazy thing is Cove Rangers have got a game on the Tuesday night Matt was just telling me it? it's, yep. it's crazy at that level the amount of games they're playing so Rangers and Celtic to go through for Hamilton me. St Mirren who's going through from that one do you think Barry oh that's a tricky one it is yeah Ooh, Who was yeah. your best goalkeeper ever? We're running out of time. Uh, I'm, I'm going, going to come back. Uh, yeah. You know what? I love them all, but I'll go, go for. for I've got to go for Andy Gorham. Go Andy Gorham. Barry is with uh, Alan McGregor. No, Hamilton St. Mirren. Best goalkeeper ever played with. Yes. Yes. Yep. Alan McGregor. Alan McGregor. Andy uh, Gorham's a great goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> That's some fell out of me. That's like Barry Ferguson, Steve Davis to be. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton St. Mirren. Who's going to win? I've got to go with my local team. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll go sit penalties in. Okay. Livy against Wraith Rovers. Yeah, that could be a tough one for Marvin Bartley and uh, Livy. Just Livy. Yeah. I'm going Wraith Rovers. I watched them. Very good team. John McGlynn's got there. Mm. Good football team. I'm going Wraith Rovers. Motherwell okay up in the northeast at for Martin, we reckon. Uh Stenhouse Muir Kilmarnock. Yeah, what about that one? That could have been Cy Ferries uh, against Peterhead, should have been playing Kilmarnock, but they lost, of course. So who do you Stenny. think? Stenny or Scott Kelly? I've got to go with Kilmarnock. Yeah, Chris yeah. Burke, who was in the studio last night, he was great with uh, Simon Donnelly and Rob. What do you reckon? Uh yeah, I'll go for wee uh, Burkey's Kilmarnock to, to to edge that one. It'll be tight, but okay. they'll get it. East Fife Morton. Just to who do you think? Ah, uh, Gus, Gus McPherson and, and Andy Millen. Yeah, it'll go there. Steve McGinn on loan at, at Morton okay. as well. Yeah, Morton will win that. Okay, we don't need a tour of the forces. Just give us the result. <laughs> Four for against Edinburgh City. <laughs> what is it? One, Gary. <laughs> I know both managers well. I'll go for um Shoot. Shoot. For fun. Goodness sake. Right, okay. And Queen of the South Hebs on Monday night. No, we'll ask you that on Monday, so that's fine. Right, so what a day it is. Uh, what a week it's been. Uh, the camera crew is turning up in the east end of Glasgow. And it's not for the catering for the match tomorrow, is it? To take pictures. You never know. But he has the number one choice, Eddie Howe. And we'll find out soon. And that will be. Year, we'll yeah. Yep. Yep. That'll Try be... to give you a wee bit of background I know a couple yeah, of people and you're doing he's, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. he's killing us And listen I hope the SFA do something about this And allow Kelty Hearts to train Before playing yeah. this match three weeks tomorrow This is nonsense, come uh, on They've got to address this situation yeah. It's not good enough Get on the contacts Yeah, go yeah, to absolutely. some people they, Seriously, no, just get no, on and yeah. you know, release the news Let these good people at Kelty Hearts Because people are putting money in here Aye. I mean, it's, And did it, so last season Paul yeah. as well for, for, and so ended up People in the Blazers, get it yeah, sorted Absolutely Honestly, it's ridiculous. Stevie Lennon is coming up next and uh, we will obviously, Joe will be there with news and we'll be online as well as soon as we hear. Uh, if there's any news from Celtic, we'll be on duty all night standing by. I love that rant. Give us another What's rant. Another give rant. Us, give us another but, rant. But this is not difficult. <laughs> no, this is not contentious. They're going to pay for all the testing. They're as fit as a fiddle. All they want to do is train. It's just want to get a group of twenty guys together and train to prepare for one of the biggest games in the club's history. Yeah, it is a, it's the biggest game in the club's history. So keep the rank going, guys. Great, Stevie Lennon in the mix is coming. We've got a few seconds left, actually. Do you want to go back to that song <laughs> for Manton against uh, Motherwell? We leave you on the so Alan McGregor signed for another see, year. See the problem yeah. is, Mark's telling you about Morton, about Tell Gus, me. Andy, Mullen, and yeah. I was going on about. 
big milks and Gary Naismith at four for an Edinburgh and you were like <laughs> right it. move on move on here's the big news there's no tonics tea cakes or caramel wafers I think Hunter and Hockey took them all can you believe it Barry we're not happy we'll be tuned in that's on Sunday bonus, morning isn't it really yeah. disappointing I mean I, I can't say it's them for sure Steve <laughs> Lennon in the mix next the Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on Boiler Service and maintenance visit opc-ltd.uk 